Welcome to the MEFG Global Markets FX Week Ahead podcast with Derek Halpany, Head of Research Global Markets EMEA and International Securities. It's Friday 18th August 2023 and join in Derek to pose some questions on the financial market themes for the week ahead is Simon Mays, Director of MEFG's Global Customer Marketing Group. The following podcast is intended for professional investors and eligible counterparties only and not for retail clients. Any content should not be regarded as an offer to conduct investment business or an investment recommendation, but for information purposes only. Uh, Good afternoon. Welcome to all our listeners and thank you very much for uh, joining me, Derek. Afternoon, Simon. Pleasure. So despite the summer slowdown, it's still been quite an interesting week um, uh, we've just had, uh, plenty to focus on. And in particular, there's been a lot of focus on uh, the issues and slowdown in, in data in China. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think definitely through most of the week, uh, China has probably been the the, the dominant theme. Um, the, the, the news of kind of missed payments uh, in the kind of shadow banking system, this Zongi enterprise group, um, that that certainly spooked the market with uh, you know the shadow banking system estimated to be about three trillion dollars. Missed payments and stress within that space has certainly got the the uh, the potential for um, I guess increased risk aversion and certainly potential capital flight from from China. So I think that that definitely helped the dollar. You, you mentioned the weak days that it was weak data pretty much through the week. We had a, a rate cut from the PBOC as well. We now have the two-year spread divergence between the US and China um, at nearly 300 basis points, which is the widest since 2007. Um, and that's when dollar CNY was trading at around the eight level. Uh, um, so I think there's still clearly upward pressure, but again, the PBOC have come in. They're trying to resist that. We had the the widest fixing relative to the the, the market estimate uh, over ten big figures. Uh, so clearly, the PBOC are trying to to put a halt to the move higher in dollar CNY. Um, and PBOC yesterday expressing uh, a, a, a kind of a, a view or, or concern over over CNY weakness and promising to uh, to, to fight against that. So. Um, and our own correlation analysis shows that CNY correlations with other variables in the markets are tightening. Uh, copper correlation has jumped quite notably, clearly concerns about the housing market. Uh, correlations with G10 and correlations with gold, all moving higher. So China is definitely a theme. And I just can't see that rate cut. In terms of policy, policies specifically to address uh, the property sector and these issues in relation to, to missed payments. There's nothing too much. Like they've, anou- they've announced a, a kind of an investigation into these particular missed payments. So, you know, some steps have been made, but you can't, you can't envisage this going away from the markets as a theme. And that kind of relative global growth is still quite favourable for the US dollar. And um yeah, I, I can't can't see that change over the short term. Okay, thank you. So I guess then looking on to next week, um, that theme is probably still going to be there, especially this first half of the week. But second half of the week, we have the Jackson Hole Symposium. Um, I 
think probably previously this was potentially seen as uh, an early opportunity to to signal a pause from the Fed, but we've had a lot has happened in the last month or so. Um, what do you think we're going to see from Powell? Yeah, we 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 were expressing that view that we thought you know end of August might be a perfect time for for signalling a pause more explicitly. Um, I just can't see that happening. Um, you know, we've had the minutes from the July meeting this week, and you know there was a there was a bit of both sides in terms of dovish, hawkish interpretations within the minutes, of course, but it's in the context of the flow of economic data since the July meeting that I think meant the, the market's reaction was more about the hawkish column comments and the fact that, you know, obviously some Fed members still think there's upside risks that could mean further tightening is still needed. And in, in the context, as I said, of the data holding up so well, um, it's inevitable that it was going to result in, in upward pressure on yields. Like the Atlanta Fed, now Fed uh, index, the tracker of GDP, that's now at 5.8% for Q3. So there's just no evidence of slowdown. And with the, the market pricing in 100 basis points now of rate cuts, that's down from 125 basis points last week. Um, with that amount of rate cuts still priced for 2024, just simple function of time, if, if things don't start to weaken economic-wise, means more of that that easing is going to be removed from the markets, and that's going to keep up pressure on yields. So, you know, the two-year real yield is now touching 2%. That's the highest level since the global financial crisis. Uh, nominal 10-year yield is now at its highest, or sorry, it's now at over 4% for the longest period of time since the, the move higher in rates. So it, it's all it's all pretty favourable. And and in that context, yeah, I, I, I just think Jackson Hole, Powell, he's probably just going to be repeating a lot of what we got from the minutes. Um, and it's going to be very difficult for him to pivot dovishly in the backdrop of the data holding up so well. And you mentioned, obviously, yeah, the stronger years in the US um it's clearly having a, an impact on dollar yen at the moment. I know that's been in focus for a lot of people. We're around the sort of levels 145, which have uh, drawn a lot of attention in the past in regards to intervention. So, yeah, what, what's your view on that? Is there anything we should be particularly looking for in regards to looking for stress from officials from Japan? Yeah, no, I think, uh, again, we're, we're in the the so-called danger zone, as you said, above above 145. Uh, my Colleagues in Tokyo have um, done some work on this in terms of translating some of the rhetoric that hit the headlines in Japanese and translated those comments from uh, the episodes of intervention in September and October of last year. And then we've kind of uh, replicated this kind of alert scale of the the intensity of the, the rhetoric to give us a signal of how close we could be to intervention. And that scale based on a, on a level of one to eight, with eight being the, the highest intensity closest to intervention, uh, we estimate that we're, we're at around level six. Um, and going into next week, clearly there could be nervousness about a hawkish speech on Friday that could start to put some upper pressure on Dolly in again. Now, we had the Oban summer holiday at the beginning of this week. So perhaps this week, 
you know, because of the holiday, we, we haven't had the, 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 the flow of rhetoric that we might have had otherwise. And therefore, going into next week, if Dalian starts to drift higher again, um, we may, I think, get more intense um, uh, rhetoric opposing uh, yen weakness. But of course, you know, you can't have the BOJ trying to cap yields and then complaining about yen weakness. Something's got to give. And it might be a bit of both where the BOJ allow JGB yields to move a bit higher and also we get tougher rhetoric. And certainly if we get a move back up towards 150, I would say 148 north of we're in uh, an imminent kind of threat of intervention. So it's definitely back on the cards. And given that whole topic, it might be that dolly in lags the rest of the dollar move um, with, with that, you know, with us being in the danger zone. Got it. Thank you. And always like to ask about your, your trade ideas. So have you got anything new for us this week? Uh, yeah, we last week we established a, a short euro dollar um, based on, you know, what, what we thought would, would unfold. And obviously, as I've gone through now, and in, in terms of looking ahead and no real opportunity for much of a dovish pivot from, from Powell at the end of next week and with yields likely to, to, to remain at these elevated levels, I can't see the, um, the momentum for the dollar turning. Um, and obviously, if things in China continue as they are, that just adds to uh, the dollar bullish bias. So, yeah, keeping the short euro dollar um, trade idea, we have a profit target of 107.70, which is very achievable over the next week for sure. Thank you very much and have a good weekend. And you, Simon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this MUFG Global Markets podcast. Rate, review and subscribe and contact your MUFG sales rep for more information. Come back next week for more insights from the Global Markets research team. 